This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Looks like Morrow will be out a little bit longer than White. So uh, that's unfortunate. But uh, we'll have to continue to develop our young linebackers and perhaps find another. Perhaps find another right there. It's uh, the soundbite that we started the show off with today. I know JT had it on his show as well. John Gruden met with the media. That was one of the first questions that was asked was about the injuries to Nicholas Morrow and linebacker Javen White. Uh, we've been talking about that. Have a lot of great feedback, a lot of great calls. And we also got some good text messages on the Salmon Ash text line. So I do want to make sure we address those as re- well. Uh, we got a text from, I believe, Gilbert. I believe Gilbert's the one who hit us up with this one. Uh, he says, KJ Wright is a must at this point. Linebacker position was an issue all offseason, and now with the injuries of late, it's a no-brainer. Make it happen, Gruden and Mike Mayock. This team is too close to being serious contenders. Can't let injuries be the excuse of another losing season. Make it happen in all caps. Uh, yeah, that was Gilbert uh, out of Phoenix, and he's listening on the Raider Nation or the Raider Raiders mobile app, uh, which you could do that. You could check out the Raiders mobile app, have it right there on your phone, click on radio. Uh, you can listen to us worldwide. So thank you, um, thank you, Gilbert, for that. Also, Mailman Raider hit us up. He said, I'm at a six on the worried meter. I think this will allow the young guys to get a real opportunity to show everybody what they can do, and somebody will step up in a big way. If not, we'll actually draft a linebacker in the first round for the first time since Rolando McClain. That's from Mailman Raider. And, you know, every year, and I heard it's so funny because I heard JT mention it as well today, and I, didn't, I wasn't here to listen to when he hosted the draft show, but he mentioned that he was kind of talking about the Raiders, you know, trading up and going and getting Michael Parsons. And I thought that that was a good idea. I didn't think it was realistic because they would have had to trade up so so high from where they were at number 17 all the way up to the top 10 to get Micah Parsons and he ended up going number 10 to the Cowboys uh, which I thought was a hell of a pickup but I've been pounding the table for a few years now going all the way back to when Clee was drafted. Uh, I wanted Quentin Williams that was the first, my first pick. If I could make the options, if it was up to me, that draft, I wanted Quentin Williams first. Uh, he ended up going number three overall to the Jets. I wanted Devin White next. He ended up going number five to Tampa Bay. And <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like th- those were a couple of my options. And it's funny because Josh Jacobs, where he went, I actually wanted him at that, that spot. You know, we did our own little mock draft for the first round. That was the year the Raiders had three uh, selections. And so I picked, like I said, Quentin Williams and Devin White uh, either at number, you know, for number four. And then uh, Josh Jacobs at number twenty four, and then twenty eight. I didn't have. I didn't have any. I just picked somebody. <laughs> you know, I just I picked a safety, but it wasn't him. Yeah, but, well, that's that, that's. The, but it's all good. Good that you can show that. Like, right. You know, everybody doesn't have all the answers for the No, draft. no, not at all, not at all. So I've been kind of pounding the table, saying that you know a big time linebacker has been needed for a while, and you know under Paul Gunther's scheme, the the always the response was. It's been proven in this scheme. You don't need a a, a top notch linebacker. No, you know you need top notch talent. That's what yeah, you that need. Scheme, you needed everything. I mean, if you're a football team, you need top-notch talent. Period. I don't care if you're playing linebacker. I don't care if you're center. I don't care if you're wide receiver. I don't care if you're on the bench. You need as much talent. Overall, really good talent. 
That's what you need to stockpile. It's not about, well, this position doesn't require that good of a player. I mean, could you imagine saying that? It's almost like me doing a radio show and saying, I don't need that good of a co-host. I just, I just need anyone who can breathe and talk. Like, that's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> what I, was thinking I just never like, understood that, that concept either. Well, you don't need that talented of a linebacker. Well, why not? You give me a bunch of guys that can run a 5-5, five, five, but if you just let me coach them in the right spots, we can right, still win. Right. Exactly. He's not very good, but we can disguise it. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. But that's what we heard. That's what we heard. Who do we have up first? Snake Man. Snake Man, you're on the NSA Roughness. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, guys? Hey, don't get Chilling. me started on uh, Donut King. Uh, I mean, that guy had Joyner playing in the slot and actually uh, <laughs> you know, grew and threw some shade at him today when he basically said, like, you know, Amik Robertson is better on the outside. Clearly, he's better on the outside. We had him playing at safety, and he was getting banged around there. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to get me started on that guy. But one thing we'll say real quick about uh, the hype with uh, KJ Wright, we don't even know if this cat wants to come here, and I'm not going to put my eggs in that dude's basket because at this point, that's not even a done deal. And who knows, man? We might not be able to get it done. So I'm just looking at it like, what if we don't get it done? What if we all go into that Baltimore game at, the, at, the, at the, the depletion of our linebacker core, I worry about that game in particular because of how much they run the ball, and that means we're going to have to throw some safeties up there in the line of scrimmage. The good thing is we may have, but they're going to be depleted on wide receivers, so we may be able to get away with some more, uh, you know, multiple safety looks in that game. Uh, but that concerns me. Them running the ball down our throat. Uh, our defensive line's got to come up, show up to, uh, to work that day. Okay. Good stuff, good stuff. And look, this is this is what I'll say, and I appreciate the uh, the call, my man. K.J. Wright's not a guarantee. K.J. Wright's, like you said, there's no guarantee that he even wants to go to the team. But I'll tell you right now, he's a, he's a guy who doesn't have a job, and it's getting closer to the beginning of the season. There's going to be some teams that are probably going to reach out to him that I'm sure they're reaching out to him right now. If he wants to play this year, he might want to make a decision sooner rather than later. The later it gets, the less money he's going to make. So I'm just saying, if you have the option of going out there and getting the best available player – he would be probably the best play available player right now. So I, yeah, I, hey, I get it when it comes to maybe, you know, you could bring a, a younger guy up and let him develop. But how long are you going to be comfortable with, hey, our younger guys are developing? Like the text said, you know, the team is too close to being what feels like a contending team. Why, why depend on a guy who hasn't done it yet? Like, I mean, Divine Diablo might be a badass dude. Let's just put it out there. He might be a badass dude at that position. But he ain't never done it. So you're gonna trust you're gonna trust that he's gonna pick it up quick, fast, in a hurry, play a position he ain't never played, and all of a sudden he's gonna make that transition. Oh, by the way, he hasn't even played all the training camp. He's been injured. So you're gonna put all your eggs in that basket? I don't know about you. I'd rather put my eggs in the basket of someone that I know can get it done. Someone who's been there, done that. That's just me though. And that's the biggest worry I think with fans because now it's oh he's a he's a freak athlete. Gruden was raving about him today. But you get Obi Melon Fonwu was a damn freak athlete. <laughs> that's what I was and what do I call him? him? I call him Bigfoot. You know what? And I'm not I'm not getting angry or upset at Snake Man. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is one of those sensitive subjects for me. He could be a hell of an athlete. Bigfoot was a hell of an athlete. We still yet to see him. Hell, Bigfoot got a ring just from being on the roster from the Patriots, and you still never saw him do anything. Did he just get cut like a couple weeks ago? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But he's a hell of an athlete. He could jump really high. He runs really fast. He has good testing scores when he was at UConn. Great. You know what he doesn't have? A football team. You know what else he doesn't have? Very good skills. Obviously. And everyone, including myself, was pretty high on him because of everything we just said. He's a hell of an athlete. He's going to be great. 
That doesn't always necessarily mean something. Darius Hayward Bay, no disrespect, he was a hell of an athlete too. Wasn't that great of a wide receiver. Sorry, just wasn't. He was a really good special teamer though. But you don't draft a guy in the first round to be just a special teamer. Oh, but he had wheels. Oh, I know, he was fast. Oh. That's great. Bruce, who was that guy? Not Bruce Irvin. It was uh, Bruce, not Bruce. Damn it. The Raiders drafted him in the fourth round. He, remember, he was a strong man. He was the, the offensive lineman that he was supposed to be such a great guy because he was so strong and he was fast for an offensive lineman. That's a huge dude. I mean, <laughs> great. What did he do? I can't even remember his name. That lets you know how much he did. Could you get, I'll look him up. Yeah, it's Bruce. His name was Bruce. He was Bruce? a fourth round pick. Bruce. All right. Bruce Bruce. That's the lead. He had about as much <laughs> skill as Bruce Bruce. Remember old comedian ass Bruce Bruce? Oh, yeah. He was a big He, was a big he got me on here cussing. <laughs> man, we can get to some other calls, man, because I need to take it easy. I know, man. This is what happens. I get worked up. You brought up Bigfoot on your own, though, man. I did. I did. I did. Ryan in Missouri said, I think it's foolish to play uh, to risk injury in meaningless games, period. I get it. That's, and that's what the Raiders are doing. They're not risking it, especially with the injuries that we're talking about right now. You, could you imagine if Derek Carr got hurt? Knock on wood. Can you imagine if any big-time player? I mean, we've seen it. You know, Carr talked about it today. He saw he, One of his early memories was Michael Vick breaking his ankle in, in preseason. It's stupid. It's preseason. Why? I get it. But then you also get upset when you get into the regular season and your team's not clicking on all cylinders. So it's a fine line. You're, it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Who we got up next? We've got... T-Sal in Seattle. T-Sal, what's up, brother? What's up, Q? Hey, man, I'm with you on the K.J. Wright thing. I mean, he's the best available, and we're getting so close to the beginning of the season. He knows this defense, and we're talking about these young guys that we got, and I'm really high on these guys, but they can learn a few things from him. I mean, look at Casey Hayward, what he's done for our secondary. K.J. Wright can be that guy for our linebackers. These young guys that are transitioning from safety, they need a guy like him to tell them, tell them how to do it. Right. I agree. I agree 100%. I think that's the best decision that they could make is go out and get them. Yeah, and, you know, like, find the money. It's not a big deal. I mean, Jalen Richard, I think he's expendable at this point. I love the guy, but we got plenty of backs that can block. Uh, let's get the money. Let's get him in here, and let's teach some young guys how to play. Right. I agree. Hey, great call, my man. Great call. Appreciate that. And I just got a, I just got a tweet from, uh, from LV Raiders Marcus, and uh, he saved the day for me. He said, at your boy Q254, Bruce Campbell. Remember Bruce Campbell? That was the fourth-round pick. That was, uh, he was the, the guy who worked his tail off at the, at the combine, man. He was an underwear Olympic king. I mean, if there is a, an award for the underwear Olympics, Bruce Campbell won it. That dude was the strongest, fastest, everything. Uh, the the bench press. I mean, he did. There was nothing at the combine he did bad. He did everything great at the combine. Six seven, three hundred pounds. He ran a four seven five. Exactly. Oh man, uh, his big ass was moving, dude. His big ass was moving. I, again, man, you got me out here cussing, man. I'm getting angry now. Thirty two inch <laughs> vertical. That's what I'm saying. Four six nine on the shuttle. That's what I'm saying. Oh man, Bruce, how much did he put up on that bench? Let me look at this real quick. Right. Well, how much did he put up on the field? Find out how much he put up on the field. Two hard seasons. <laughs> Exactly. Two hard seasons. Exactly. And then he became he became a, a, a internet meme on something that wasn't even him. I don't know if you remember on Twitter the dude who got knocked out at, at Walmart and that was the rumor. Oh, now, this is him. No, 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 no. no, no. But it he was, was the guy. Though. He was He's the, guy, the guy, guy people thought was him. Yeah, they were like, oh, Bruce Campbell just got knocked out. That wasn't him. First of all, he. I mean, he caught it. The only rap he got was a bad rap for a video that wasn't even him. 
Oh man, because I'm not gonna lie, because it was like, oh, some guy that played for the Raiders. But yeah. he's the guy. He was the guy they were talking about, but it wasn't him. It really. And I remember when I watched that video, I was like, it doesn't look like Bruce Campbell. And then he came out and was like, that's definitely not even me. Because yeah, that's something like you keep like, yo, you don't need to respond to everything on Twitter. Nah, people saying you got knocked out. Yeah, no, yeah, that yeah. wasn't me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh we man. We got Fargo Raider up next. Jay, uh, Jay hit me up as well. He said it was Bruce Campbell number seventy four. Like, look, Raider Nation has a great memory. They remember everything that was supposed to be good that wasn't. And my grandmother always said, rest her soul. Just because it looks good and feels good don't mean it is oh, good. Yeah. Y'all don't forget a bad player. That's what I'm realizing. Y'all do not forget the bad players. How can you? You get hyped up about a guy, and then all of a sudden, you, he, he, he turns into Bigfoot. You know, somebody could have had, maybe had like three okay seasons. You ever team. heard of the Kikui? That's no. a real thing. What is that? I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll teach you later. Somebody has like three okay seasons. Y'all are like, yeah, he was okay. Uh, but somebody that didn't pan out, though, y'all are like, oh, we. Don't you, get me started on this guy. You don't remember the Kukui monster? I don't. Man, please move 702 365 uh, Who do you say we got up next? Fargo Raider. Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, what's up, my homeboy Q? Chilling, man. Chilling. I, I'm Mexican, man. I grew up with the Kukui. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I know that. Hey, I yeah. got the roots, too, man. I got the roots. My son's a black skin, so we all know. That, that's what I like to hear. Look, I'm moderately concerned about the... About the depth at linebacker, I'm obviously upset about um, White and Morrow going down. I love the underdogs, and those two are proven to be some dogs came, coming from underdogs. Right now, I'm just looking to see if uh, Coons Diablo and Muse step up and show us something in this last preseason game to make us a little bit more easy, give us a little peace of mind. I also would like us to get K.J. Wright, and I have seen that – Denzel Perriman's still supposed to be out there. <laughs> I don't know if that's still true, but, I mean, at this point, we got to get somebody in there to try and fill right. that gap. I don't know what you think. I'll, I'll listen to see what your replies on that. Thank, thank, you. Th- thank you for the call, Fargo Raider. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, I don't know if uh, if Perriman's a good uh, answer or not. Uh, he's been out there for a while. Uh, but K.J. Wright, I'm all in. I'm all in. I've been all in on him for uh, ever since he, he visited the Raiders a while back. And like a lot of the callers that we've had uh, said that they should have never let him leave the building. I, I agree 100%. And look, it, it probably was his call. Like, hey, I, I don't want to sign right now. Uh, let me go out there and explore my options. That, that could have been it. But I think they should have put the full court press on him then, and that would have been a great addition. And, you know, there's certain teams that are really, really good at, at drafting and developing talent. And I remember Daniel Jeremiah said this, and of course he's on the NFL Network. He does the whole draft, you know, lead up to the draft. And he said that when he was a scout in Baltimore, they they just drafted players. They drafted really good players, even if they didn't have a need at that position, and then they just figured it out. So if they had brought in K.J. Wright, for example, and they just signed him, they made the money work and they signed him, well, you know, you don't really have a need right now. You got Morrow here, White's here, this person. Look, you get the best dogs that are in the dog pound, and you go let them go to work. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you you figure it out. It don't matter if you have too much talent. That's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. It's the best problem to have. You ain't lying. It's the best problem to have. So that's uh, that's that's what, you know, it would have been ideal if it had worked out that way. Obviously, it didn't. So we'll see what the next move the Raiders make. Uh, DeMond, what you got up next? We got Gangster Raider. G Raider, what's up, man? That was happening with you, Q. I agree with you 100%. We shouldn't have never let KJ Wright leave the building. You know what I'm saying? And if it's a matter of money, let's make it happen. We need to cut Jalen Rashard and Carl Nassib. You know what I'm saying? Because that'll save us a lot of money, and we should have the money to sign him. And Carl Nassib was my answer to your question. I think it was a couple of days ago when you said who you think the surprise cut was. Oh, okay. It was going to be Carl Nassib, but I um, didn't get a chance to say it. 
You know what I'm saying? But I think you cut Nassib and Richard, that'll give you enough money to sign A.J. Wright. It's a no-brainer. While we're hanging on to these second-tier players, we can go out and get a um, first-tier player that's going to help the defense, know the system, and can help us get to the playoffs and win our fourth Super Bowl and be the first team to win Super Bowls in three different cities in two different states. That's gangster. All right, I'm gone. Ah, great. I love it. I love it. Good call right there, my man. And, and yeah, that's the thing, man. I just think that you go out there and you get the best talent, man. You put yourself in the best position. And yes, there could be a young guy, a young pup that's coming up that is a really good player, but then you're depending on him to step up and make it happen. You know, look, Nate Hobbs, young dude. He's shown that he looks like he he fits the bill. But once the bullets have become live, then it's still, it's still a learning curve for him. I think he's going to fit the, the bill, and he was on with JT earlier today. If you missed that interview, make sure you go back and check it out. Really good stuff. But you're, you're, you're making sure and you're depending on a bunch of young dudes all figuring it out. Not everyone figures it out. You get one or two that figure it out and, and really look the part and, and, and feel the part. Every one of them doesn't always do that. So just because Devon Diablo looks like he's the part doesn't mean that he necessarily is. Tanner Muse. Looks like he could be a really good player. He's made plays in two two preseason games in a row. He batted the ball down against Seattle, and then he got in and got a sack last week. He looks the part. He sounds the part. Hey, you know, in the in the media session, I'm ready to go. Whatever position that they need me to play, whatever they need me to do, I'm ready to do it. Uh, that's the right attitude to have. But when the bullets become live, man, it's just a different ball game. It just really is. So uh, we'll we'll see exactly how it all shakes out. But man, it's it's just. It's just tough. It is tough to depend on a bunch of young dudes to be able to take that next step. And like Gangster Raiders said, get to the playoffs because that's the ultimate goal. If you're not trying to get to the playoffs, which I know the Raiders are, I'm not implying that they're not. If you're not trying to get to the playoffs, what are you doing? Tanking. No, it's not even that. It's just, I'm saying, I mean, it's I just mean, like, what are, you, what are you doing? You know, for most teams, it should be playoff or bust. It's got to be. It's, if you're not, if you're not uh, you know, thinking that you're going to make the playoffs, then what are you doing? Now, there's certain teams that you get it, man. You know, very young team, uh, just change coaches, starting to rebuild. I mean, hey, you get it. That's not the case of the Raiders. They're a team that has a lot of talent, in my opinion, has some really good coaches, in my opinion, that is ready to go and make some, make some, make some noise in the league. And I know the fan base is starving and hungry to make the postseason. It's no bottom line. Simple as that. Derek Carr, eight years in the league. You think he don't want to make the postseason? One time they made the postseason, he couldn't even play in it. I guarantee you, he wants to make the, the, the postseason. Shout out to my man Tom who hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. He's still talking about Matt Stafford and Derek Carr. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I already got fired up enough today. I'm not trying to go down that hole. We got uh, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. She's coming up at 3.30. Do I have time to hit up the phones one more time? Yep, Raider 27, you're on. What's up, Raider 27? What's on your mind? Hey, you guys, now I'm sitting here minding my own dang business. <laughs> so Raider, Raider, Tostito chips. Salsa, and I got my brewing and cup going, and I'm like, man, I'm enjoying this show. And you know, I, I, you guys made me call, man. I mean, this has been such a good show that I just, I just had to get involved with this. Appreciate you. You know, so um, a couple of things I heard today, I'd like to mention before I make my comment. Okay. Um, a guy, uh, one of your callers, I, I didn't quite get his name. Mentioned how much your podcast meant through COVID. Oh yeah, Sal. Well, I had some I had some pretty serious health issues going um, as COVID was going, and um, I was going through a really really rough time. And I found your podcast, and I, I got to tell you, between the fly fishing, fly tying videos, and fly fishing videos, and every day I knew Q was going to be there and have something that 
it really, really helped me in my recovery. And it just, you know, when you're sick, anything that cheers you up and makes you feel better helps you heal. Yeah. And I just want you to know, Q, I, I don't want to steal the other color's thunder. He definitely had a point. But, man, you, I, I'm not, we're not the only two. You made a big difference to a lot of people. And um, that's why you are where you are now. Because when you started that podcast, you were kind of unknown in Texas and doing your thing and doing the best you could. And little by little, you worked yourself in to a pretty good gig. And I hope you stay doing this a long time, Q, because I really enjoy listening to your show. I really enjoy listening to your opinions. And you're real about things. You don't sugarcoat. You're not a homer. You're real, man. And that's why everybody likes you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. It means a lot. It really does. So... You always come up. I'm going to kind of disagree with some of your takes sometimes because, you know, in the past few years you come up and every time a really good player comes up, you say, hey, we got to go get that guy. We got to go get that guy. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, I, I understand it would be great. And, and when the Raiders were really good, they would do that. If a great player became available, the Raiders went and got him. And they got everyone they wanted. But they were a really, really good team then. Mm-hmm. And that one guy would put them in the championship game every year. That this, just that one addition was all they needed to get over the top. Right. And I never really felt that we were there. But I've been watching. Um, let's see, today I watched uh, two games from 2015 and a game from 2016. And this team looks different. There's, some, there's, there's a difference between this team. This team plays clean football, and they rarely blow an assignment. And they've got guys that can play. Mm-hmm. Now we've got some linebackers. So I'm in your camp now. I think, hey, I love Jalen Richard. There's been 100 people on the line and waiting on, on the air. Everybody loves Jalen. But you know what? We need that money at linebacker right now. We that's the old. That's the key piece. That's the key to this whole defense working. Is a KJ Wright that knows when he's supposed to blitz and when he's supposed to cover the flat. Because in this defense, if you rush when you're supposed to cover the flat, it's a touchdown. Right. You cannot make mistakes. I've spent hours and hours and hours on all twenty-two watching the 49ers and the Seahawks and the Chargers. You can not blow an assignment in this defense. You don't have anybody behind you. It, it's a big play or a touchdown. If you aren't where you're supposed to be and doing what you're supposed to do, every play. I mean, the, the play the Rams scored on, that was a simple swing pass to a running back. It, it was a simple, easy play that he made because he was under pressure. But the linebacker, who one of the linebackers that rushed, was supposed to be back there in the flat, and that would have been a three-yard play if he'd have been where he was supposed to be. But because he he forgot, hey, it's preseason. The young guys are going to forget their assignments. They're going to blow it. And, and we understand that. But in this defense, you can't make mistakes like that. You have to be on top of what you're doing. So I'm saying, you know what? The salary cap really doesn't count until next March. Do whatever you got to do to get KJ Wright playing that position, because he's not going to blow that assignment in week seventeen 
and that'll secure us a home playoff game. Right. You know? Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you so much for that. I, I definitely appreciate you. Uh, really good detail call there, and uh, I agree, man, wholeheartedly I agree. Um, you know, there's been a lot of times that, that uh, there's been players out there, like a unique Ngakwe. While he was still in Jacksonville, I was saying that I thought the Raiders should go get that guy. Didn't happen, but he eventually made his way to the Silver and Black, so he's, he, he's a member of the team now. Uh, I thought that they should go and get Jamal Adams. I thought he was a difference maker. He is a difference maker. Hell of a player. I think that would have helped the team, but like he said, like Raider 27 said, he didn't feel like the Raiders were one player away, one Jamal Adams away, one unique Ngakwe away. This team does seem like it's a little bit different. Seems it, 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 I've been saying it all offseason in all training camp. It feels like a different team. Uh, so I definitely appreciate the call, my man. Uh, great stuff. And thank you for the compliments on the show as well. 326 is the time when we come back. Cassie Soto, Las Vegas Review-Journal. She'll join us. She'll give us her thoughts on the injuries that are going on with the Raiders, how she feels about the team uh, as they're heading into the final preseason game of the 2021 uh, offseason and training camp period. So 326 is the time. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. She was like, this is the coolest radio show. And th- those are the questions why it's the coolest radio show, man. Okay. Didn't she, Cassie, didn't you say that? Back me up on that. You said coolest radio show, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. You know What was that? Is that Law & Order SVU? Yes, it is. <laughs> Okay. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Radio Nation Radio 920. DeMond's behind the wheels of steel. Apparently wants you to know a Law & Order SVU is going on. 331 is the time. And, you know, we always have guests and a lot of them have, you know, custom intros. And they'll be, you know, just, hey, this is John McClain's coming up from the Houston Chronicle. Apparently Cassie Soto's custom intro is her saying that this is the coolest radio show or totally whatever you played there. How, how, how did it go? How did that little soundbite go, DeMond? Want me to play it again? Yeah, I can go play for it. it play again, it again. Cassie I mean, would there, love to hear it again. It's there right there. Go I mean, for it. I know it is. She said it, right? I mean, we all heard that, right? Okay, so here we go. Cassie, you said that, right? She's on the line. Just play it. Okay. She was like, this is the coolest radio show. <laughs> and th- those are the questions why it's the coolest radio show, man. Okay. Didn't, Cassie, didn't you say that? Back me up on that. You said coolest radio show, right? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cassie. I'm sorry. It's Cassie Soto joins us now on the phone lines. And I'm sorry that you have to go through that. And uh, you had to go through that struggle last week with uh, the press box on ESPN Las Vegas. But uh, has everyone done fighting over you yet? Are you good? I didn't know three words could get me in so much trouble <laughs> with Tyler Bischoff and Ed Graney. My I, goodness, Damon, you set me up. I thought we were friends. I set you up. You threw me. Well, if I set you up, you threw me clean under the bus. Hey, hey, I got to see the Ed Graney on a daily basis. If this guy blows me off for a video, like my week's ruined. I, I had to back myself up here and say, no, Ed, I love you. You're the best. You know it. Q, you're awesome, right? You know this. We all know this. For sure. But Ed, Ed, Ed has a hold on me that, man, I just, you know, I got to kiss up sometimes. That guy. <laughs> you understand it. You know how it is. I do. I do. And that's why I try to defend you when I heard them uh, giving you a bad time. I had to go into the studio and try. But really, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of put a bow on this. DeMond did set you up because he actually sent the audio. Like, he, he took his time to email the audio to Jared so that they heard it. Yeah, if anybody was throwing anybody under the bus, DeMond, you made sure that that got into Jared's hands and broke mm. Tyler's heart. Yep. So thanks. There you Come go. on, it's like when a good guest says something, it's like, you know, Coach yeah. Flores says something cool. I want people to know that Coach Flores <laughs> said something cool. Cassie Soto, she said something amazing. You're not going to believe it. Oh, my God. Like, we got we to, gotta like, put this in the next newspaper. 
There you go. That's how good it was. <laughs> there it goes. Well, Cassie, we do appreciate you joining us each and every week uh, around 3.30 on a Wednesday. And uh, we've been talking about injuries. The Raiders have been hit with some injuries now. Uh, Javen White, the, the young man from UNLV, I know we've been paying attention to him a lot. Number 53, we pay attention to see what he's doing. He had been having a really good camp, looked good, went down on Saturday. Uh, before we get into him and Nicholas Morrow, what were your thoughts when you saw Javen go down? Man, I was just, like, I had to replay it. I was like, no, did that really just happen? Like, get up. Like, no, no, no. Right. And, you know, you hate to see, I mean, especially in the preseason, right? Like, I know a lot of fans are like, let's get the ones out there. Like, we want to see the ones get some right. Can you imagine, right? Like, if a Corey Littleton goes down or, mm-hmm. you know, Derek, Derek Carr, if he got any starts, if he went down, like, how upset, you know, that the Raider Nation would be. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely um, frustrating and again a guy like Javen that has been brought up by Nicholas Morrow and John Gruden you know sort of unprompted throughout OTAs and, and training camp it, it is unfortunate and a little homer in me you know is rooting, rooting for him as a UNLV grad myself but yeah you hate to see that happen but promising news today I think John Gruden said that Javen White granted he'll, he'll miss some time and not sure if it'll, he'll miss that the or the season opener on the 13th, um, but he'll be back before Morrow, so so a little light there for the UNLV grad. Yeah, no, it, it, it sounds it was funny. It was almost one of those bittersweet because I was thinking, all right, well, Raider Nation got good news today, but then they got bad news because if, if Morrow is going to be back after Javen and he was expected to be a starter, I mean, how, how much does that hurt the linebacking core? So we've been talking about if the Raiders should go out there and make a move for a guy who's currently available in K.J. Wright. What are your thoughts? Do you think that they need to go make a move for a veteran, or do you think that they can maybe rely on the young guys to come up and just step up and, and play their role? Well, I mean, Q, you've been out at practice. Like, how much better is Tanner Muse looking these right. last few weeks, right? Like, that's a guy that missed all last season because of a toe injury. Um, and he wants to come back, and I think he's got some fire that he is ready to just unleash. Um, I think he talked after the Rams, the Rams game, and he just said, like, when my number was called, I was ready to go. Right. Like, I am ready to do this thing, and um, I think the Raiders should have a lot of confidence, confidence in them. <laughs> Again, John Gruden said, it, like, we don't really have a choice. Like, these guys have to step up. Like, right. It's not a question of if, it's when they can step up and be be the new ones, you know, and take this role into their hands and make it something of their own come September 13th. So, yeah, no, I think getting a veteran is always what you want. And we saw that especially on defense, you know, um, some bringing in some guys, even like Yannick Ngakwe, Gerald McCoy. Like, these mm-hmm. guys are bringing in an atmosphere into this Raiders locker room that is relatively young. So now when you're looking at the linebackers and, you know, you're you're hoping to see more from guys. I think Nick, Nick Kukowski, I wasn't there at practice today. Was he there? Uh, no. <laughs> no, he was not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you're looking at guys that you're hoping, you know, can make an impact. And, and again, it, it does fall back to the next man up. And if that can be a guy like Tanner Muse, um, I mean, he gives us great sound bites. So I'd be okay if he, you know, stepped up and showed out. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It really is. Uh, injuries, you just never you never want to see them happen. And, of course, a team that has high expectations of really making a run this year, uh, you want to go into the regular season with as many weapons in your full squad as, as possible. So we'll see how that shakes out. Now, they still have their preseason game to play this Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers up in Santa Clara. Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't think that, that we'll see any of the starters out there. I really don't. I think that they'll play it the same way they've played it so far all preseason. But what will you be looking forward to in this game or maybe a certain person stepping up in this game? 
Yeah, well, I think that spotlight and it over it has been on Nate Hobbs, and I think it'll stay on Nate Hobbs. Like, there's a guy who has a really great story and came some came from some adversity in his life. Unfortunately, I think he he said on draft night he lost um, his father and his grandmother. I think it was Q. Correct me on that if I'm wrong, but like relatively um, close to each other. So he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, and I mean you see it. Like this guy is hungry and wants to go out and prove himself. Like. Um, I was talking to some of my colleagues, like, this is the kind of effort you expect from a first-round pick, let alone a fifth-round pick right. in Nate Hobbs. So if this guy can, can um, you know, put a, together some more highlight reels from the San Francisco game, I think that'll be really great. I think it's interesting, too, and um, you're being a, you being a big guy, I got an email today saying that this preseason game is, like, the most expensive preseason game right. um, coming into this final week. So that's pretty cool, too. Um, I, I've seen the Raiders in Oakland, but I never went to a to a Levi Stadium or up there in, in 49ers. So I'm wondering how that atmosphere is. Is that going to be pretty good out there? You think? Uh, or maybe a little more. I don't know, man. I, I'm very disrespectful when it comes to Santa Clara. I mean, I really yeah. am. I always say the only thing good in Santa Clara is Great America, and I'm not 14 or 15 chasing girls around anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> doing little doing little videos. Hey, back in the day, Cassie, we used to do the video at Great America. We get that music video thing. The little We'd be getting it. Demond don't know nothing about that. But I know nothing. She don't know nothing about. She does too. About either. Cassie wait, has. Wait, she does wait, research. With like the, wait, hold on. I gotta see these. Need to be posted on the Twitter page ASAP. Hey, we didn't have I Twitter back then, this. Cassie. We didn't have no Twitter. We had pagers no, back I'm then. They need to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Not gonna embarrass myself like that. Yeah, back in the day. Man, I had the Bobby Brown little uh, the Gumby haircut. This is my prerogative. That's definitely not how it sounded. No, but that's that's definitely that, not yeah, how it that, sounded. That's how you were going, though, right? Fall back, You was on. doing it, though, right? Not like that. Go ahead and bust a move for me, though. <laughs> no, I can do this. I got, look, Wait, can, hold on. Is that everybody's talking? There you go. That's the lot. But there you go, Cassie. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Cassie's on her A game. You, Damon, are not. Hey, that's why she gets paid the big bucks, you know? Exactly. <laughs> We're talking right now with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how good Santa Clara is going to be or that environment's going to be. I just I never got into that scene over there. I think that uh, the Shark Tank there in San Jose is really cool, but I never got oh, into. Oh, man, don't bring that up for the Golden Knights fans listening. I mean, it's don't a cool spot. It ain't, no, it's a cool spot. <laughs> it ain't got nothing on 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 how T-Mobile Arena gets with the with the uh, with the Golden Knights out there. I I, I can guarantee you that. But I'm just saying, for as as much as you know, the areas out there in in the South Bay, I better not say it too loud. Heidi might come for me. You know, hey, she she is yeah, she is a proud Niners fan. Sure. <laughs> She's a proud San Jose uh, alum. That's that's her that's her yeah. stomping grounds in San Jose, California. So as far as just you know the, the some of the other players, uh, you know the the running back position has been really interesting to me in the preseason. Of course, Jalen Richard hasn't been out there; he's been injured and banged up. But Trey Regis has played really well. B.J. Emmons has played really well. Do you see one of those two guys uh, making the squad and maybe Jalen Richard being let go? Yeah, I mean, why not, right? I think, unfortunately, you do have to look at, you know, and people don't want to hear it, but the whole COVID vaccinations, that that has to play a huge part. These guys were away from each other most of the year last year. They couldn't be together, and now that they have the opportunity to come together as a unit, but there's, you know, something lingering in the background that doesn't let them fully be able to compete at 100%. Like, why would you hold on to that? Especially if you get somebody with, you know, similar talents, probably a lot less money, too. Right, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you look at these guys who are, again, showing out in the preseason? Like, this is this is their, their trial era, your, your trial run here. You're showing out, you know, you're trying to prove your worth, trying to prove something. And these guys, 
have shown up these last few weeks. And it'll be interesting for sure to see what they do against the 49ers. And I think if they have another stellar game, if, if Trey Raggis goes in, uh, again into the end zone, finds the end zone, like I think you you definitely have to consider it. Right. No, I agree. I agree 100%. I feel like that, especially with Jalen Richard not being able to go out there and even compete in training camp and, and preseason, uh, I think that that's kind of just almost the writing on the wall. Now, I don't want to cut him myself, but I'm just saying he, he looks like he could be on the outside uh, looking in. Is there any guy that you think may be a surprise uh, cut when it comes down to the 53-man roster at this time next week? Ooh, I, I was actually, it was so funny. I was um, yesterday editing um, – one of my segments here and I put in a Marcel Aitman uh, clip and then the news came out. I was like, Ooh, got to cut that. So I think it just happens so fast. Right. Like, you know, I kind of get, especially for me, like I get into editing clip after clip using um, video that I shoot at headquarters or yeah, at training camp. And I'm like, well, can't use that now. Like this guy's not on the team. Right. So I don't think there's necessarily like one person that, uh, that I'm looking at, but I mean, it'll be definitely interesting to sure. Like that'll, this came quick. I feel the yeah. 89 and now 53 is next week already. Um, but things are moving and shaking and they definitely have a lot of decisions that they need to make. Again, looking at positions where you're hoping to find a more veteran role and maybe not even a veteran, um, like with the years right on the side, but just a veteran mindset. Again, right. when you look at those guys, like Tanner means like somebody that can fill this role and it's not too big of a moment for them. Those are the guys that you want to stick with. Right, absolutely. And, Cassie, before I let you go, final question for you. Today it was announced that uh, the Broncos are going to start Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke will not be the starting quarterback. What are your thoughts on Teddy B starting in uh, Denver? Teddy B. So, I'm a, I am I mean, I shouldn't say this too loud, but I'm actually a Saints fan. So, okay. you know, when he, when he was there in New Orleans, he did, he did his thing. So, you know, I think it is what it is. I'll miss the Drew Locke, um, the bench dance moves, for sure, <laughs> if we're talking about that. Like, that is a clip I love bringing up every time the Raiders play um, the Broncos now. But, no, I think that's good. And, and um, again, I think with the Broncos, they're, like, are they, they're fourth, right? Like, in most, like, preseason and, yeah. and, and like, betting odds. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how, how much improvement that will be there. He's no Aaron Rodgers, but – you know, I, I think he'll, he'll he'll prove himself, I think, pretty early on. Right, right, right. I'll tell you right now, somewhere your dad shook his head when you said you were a Saints fan. He just shook his hey, head. Hey, you know, he's been dealing with it. He's all right. <laughs> I, guess, I guess he's learned to live with it. <laughs> he's used to it. He's used to it by now. I know. That's right. Well, Cassie, what do you have coming out? Uh, you know, Vegas Nation, Las Vegas Review Journal. What do you got coming out that uh, Raider fans should be on the lookout for? It is live right now, our episode three, uh, preseason week three, um, breakdown of the Rams win and then previewing the 49ers. Um, it's called Vegas Nation Blitz. airs every Wednesday at 2 p.m. You can check it out at VegasNation.com or download the Vegas Nation app. Very so nice. Everything's all there. Yes, and, and before I let you go, I do have to say this, and I've always defended you, but I always promote your Twitter account, and I always say at Cassie Soto, and that is absolutely incorrect. It is at underscore Cassie Soto. You can't let me do that. Yeah. I get. I think I caught it like well, after, but you're already going like that was Cassie Soto. Thank you so much. <laughs> and you know, like you're just rolling. Soto people are like, uh, wait a second. Nah, you. <laughs> You, right. <laughs> you got to make sure that I, I say it correctly because I don't want if I if I send someone to at Cassie Soto, that might be some kind of weird one off type Twitter account where that's not really yours. So yours is at right. underscore Cassie Soto. That's me. That's me. And, and I got the little check mark, too. So watch out. There you go. There you go. I do. <laughs> I can appreciate that. DeMond didn't like that because he doesn't have a check mark. He's not part Blame. of the cool. Yep. Yep. He's not part of the cool kids. All right. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate you. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll talk soon. 
Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right, there she goes, Cassie Soto at underscore Cassie Soto on Twitter. Couldn't believe it. I was saying her Twitter account wrong the whole time. It's terrible. Terrible radio host. It's all bad. 345 is the time. Many thanks to Cassie for joining us right there, sharing her thoughts. Uh, we did get a tweet right before. Um, I'll take, yeah, do this tweet and then we'll, uh, we'll take a quick break. Uh, S. Jonas, at S. Jonas NFL Photos. He said, at Q, at Cassie, my take. Hobbs won a starting job last week. He ain't playing versus San Francisco. Plenty of other corners to play and earn spots. And I actually agree with that 100%. I think Nate Hobbs earned a starting spot last week. A lot of people said, why is. Why is uh, Nevin Lawson still listed as a starter on the on the depth chart that came out yesterday? I said because it's the last depth chart of the preseason, and he'll be suspended week one. So this is the last time he's listed as a starter, in my opinion. So, S. Jonas, I do agree with you 100%. 3.46 at a time. We'll come back, close out the show. Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the just the jersey or just the, just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Just got a couple minutes left of today's show. Where does the time go? Where does the time go? Just, I really want to know. <laughs> well, you know, Q, you I know, really want to know. <laughs> we just keep on spinning on this rock around the sun, you know, and, you know, the time just keeps on ticking. I hear you. It does. It really does. It you flies. know what I wanted to say before we got out of here? What did you want to say? The time is ticking on the clock for Jalen Richard because every caller today, they're like, yeah, man, we need to get KJ right. And the first step to getting KJ right is releasing Jalen Richard. And it's like, whoa, everybody. I think one of those like you know the thing about it with with Jalen I like him as a player I, does he have some you know issues here and there sure you know I think that uh, a lot of times when he gets the ball in his hands uh, especially on a, like a punt return if that's what he's doing I get nervous because I think he's gonna fumble because he he has a tendency to do that uh, ball security is not always best when it comes to Jalen but I'll tell you he blocks really well uh, he catches the ball on third and third and long he'll catch the ball and he'll I mean he'll you, you, you'll see that moment. You're like, oh, yeah, that's why he's on the team. He's really good at that. You know, he, he does that. But with what Trey Regis and B.J. Emmons have showed so far this preseason, and especially with Trey Regis' ability to block, I mean, that's just, man, I mean, it, it, it's almost one of those things where you feel like the writing is on the wall. And especially you combine that with the fact that he hasn't been out there participating. First, he was on the COVID list. And like Cassie said, I know that vaccination, no one wants to hear it. I know that that's not supposed to be part of the equation on if you make the team or not. But if you think it doesn't play a factor, if it comes down to three guys and they're all very similar <laughs> and one of the guys don't have the vaccination and he costs more money, more likely than not, he's going to be released. I'm just, just putting it out there. That's just kind of what it is. But that's a whole other subject. Point is, Trey Regis and BJ Emmons have shown that they can do what Jalen Richard can do. Even though they don't catch the ball as well as Richard, you have Kenyon Drake also that could catch the ball. So I just feel like the the, the writing is kind of on the wall. I can end up being 100% wrong. He could play for the next 85 years for the Raiders for all I know. But it just feels like the writing is on the wall. Raul hit me up on Twitter. Hey, man, Raider Nation needs to calm down with all the injuries going on. We will be fine. Also, Carr will take us to the playoffs this year. He has no choice but to ball out like crazy. 
Gruden also has to be consistent and make the right calls down in that red zone and stuff it down their throats. I think Gruden and Mayock are making a huge trade before week one. I think Gruden and Mayock are making a huge trade before week one. Eyeball emojis. Thank you. Thanks, Q. Hopefully you can put this message out on 920. I did. There it is. Eyeball emojis. Ooh, sums up. I don't. He knows sums up with the eyeballs emojis. I don't know what kind of a trade he could be talking about. I really nope. don't. I have no idea. Uh, but okay, that's from Raul. Oh man, I hate to see this. Just saw a Twitter, a tweet about Del Curry and Sonia Curry. I hate that. Thirty-three years, they're getting divorced. A real you hate to see a moment. I know. I hate. I do hate to see it. It's like it's like when I found out about. Well, you know, it's just it's just. I hate to see that. That's that's disappointing. That was that family. It's like they're the cool, you know, the cool family. Everyone wants to be like them. 33 years, even they have some issues. So uh, shout out to the Currys, man. That sucks. And now, and on top of that, I know this totally has nothing to do with the Raiders, but that's fine. On top of that, everything that they got going on is now being played out in the in the media. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're just average cat is with somebody for 33 years and then they get divorced, nobody's talking about it. But you got BSO, you got everyone, you got TMZ, you got everyone all up in their life and everything. That sucks. I really hate that, but that's what happens when you're in the spotlight like that. So that's why cats like me, we just fall into the back, fall into the background and stay out of the limelight. And that's why I even look at, I, I look at a cat, you're like you, and I'm like, I'm glad that I'm behind this board. <laughs> nah, I don't get no kind of attention, man. Ain't nobody worried about what I got going on. Everyone just wants to know, is the podcast going to be out? And is the, is the radio show on? That's all everyone cares about as far as I'm concerned. And that's just fine. That is exactly how it needs to be. So uh, Vinny Bonsignor, he's coming up next in the huddle. He was out at practice. I know he'll have his thoughts on what's going on with uh, Nicholas Morrow, Javen White, uh, the rest of the squad there with the Raiders and what we saw out at practice and what he heard from Coach Gruden, what he heard from Derek Carr, and what he heard from Solomon Thomas. That's all coming up in the huddle 4 to 6 p.m. Lincoln Kennedy is going to be on this show as well, right? Am I correct? Yep, yep. There it is. So I'm talking about he's back. Lincoln Kennedy, Vinny Bonsignor coming up in the huddle. They're doing it next, 4 to 6 p.m. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.